can't forget Jesus in the sacristy. <laughs> the text for our sermon this morning is the gospel reading, of course, the promise coming true, being fulfilled, that was spoken in our Old Testament lesson. And our Old Testament lesson is what we're going to reflect on this morning from Isaiah chapter 7, when the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And God said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have you ever asked God for a sign? By a sign, I mean something that happens that you make a deal with God and you attach special meaning to a sign. Like, God, if I should do the dishes, make a UFO crash in the front yard. Or have, have you really, seriously, sat down, bowed your head, said a prayer, settled down, and really focused and said, God, if I should take this job, give me a sign. Sometimes in life, if you're anything like me, you know sometimes it's hard to make decisions. Whether it be because we're nervous, whether we don't, maybe we feel like we haven't had enough time to weigh the options, maybe we don't feel like we have enough information, Sometimes it's hard to make a decision because we want certainty. We humans, we love certainty. And that's a, a good thing. It, it sort of teaches us that there is something inside of us, of all humanity, that desires certainty. I mean, perhaps we can just blame it on the fact that our, our world is full of uncertainty, Things that are true today are many times then thought not to be true tomorrow, or things we held on that were institutions, things we thought were so certain, and then today come to find out, well, no, it's, it's not the way you thought it was. Perhaps part of the reason we are so willing to ask God for signs is because we do have a yearning to connect with God in real ways, to, to really know that he's there. In a world of uncertainty, to have something certain, something to grab onto, something to be the object of our faith. Well, what sign would you ask for God to know that everything's going to be okay? To, to, to tell you that you don't have to worry. I mean, God has given signs all through history. If you're a student of the Bible, you remember your VBS stories. You remember in the Garden of Eden, God gave a sign, something physical with a promise attached to it. And as we have our Christmas tree here, uh, and you have Christmas trees in your home, you should remember and teach your children and yourselves that the first sign was a promise attached to a tree, a tree in the garden. God had promised Adam and Eve 
that they had everything, that they did not need to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of course, for Adam and Eve, that sign was not good enough. God's promise of sustenance. God then, when Adam and Eve brought sin into the world, God then gave them another sign. Your offspring will crush the head of the serpent. A sign with a promise attached to it. There was an exodus with God's people, with Moses. Moses asked God for a sign that he should know he could go to Pharaoh and God would be with him. And God said, throw down your staff, it'll turn into a snake. He said, put your hand into your coat, it'll become leprous. Put it back in and it'll be healed. God told the Israelites as he parted the Red Sea, this is a sign for you that I am with you. This brings us to our reading in the Old Testament this morning. We even hear the word sign a couple of times being thrown around. God tells King Ahaz, King Ahaz, ask me for a sign. I want you to set the agreement. I want you to make the sign, whatever it will be, Ahaz. God is asking him to define the sign. God puts no restrictions, as high as heaven, as low as Sheol. God promised Ahaz he would bring them through hard times. That the kingdom, the the difficulty that the kingdom is facing, the kingdom of God's people, that everything would be okay. That they didn't have to compromise. God says, Ahaz, ask me anything. And what does Ahaz do? Ahaz was the king of Judah, the southern kingdom of God's people. And God, when he established the kings of Judah and Israel, he said, don't look to peace treaties with foreign kingdoms. Don't look to foreign kings for protection. Live by faith in my promise that I will protect you, that I will be with you. But Ahaz didn't want to live by faith. Or rather, Ahaz didn't want to trust the signs of God that he'd given them in his promise. Ahaz wanted the security, the certainty of having peace treaties with the foreign kings. It wasn't that Ahaz didn't want to live by faith. It's that in an uncertain world, you have to have something to believe in. But what was the object of Ahaz's faith? What did he trust in? He didn't trust in the word of God and the promise of God that everything would be okay, but Ahaz trusted in his political prowess. He trusted in what his eyes could see and what his hands could hold on to, not from God, but from the world. Success and protection. And yeah, you can imagine I'm bringing this full circle to us. Don't we do the same thing? Isn't it the the things and the powers of this life, the securities that are offered to us by foreign kings, isn't it those things that catch our attention? Those things that we begin to put our faith and trust in, our success at job, our accomplishments, our strength, the very things that we do. When the uncertainties of life rear their ugly head, isn't that the temptation? The temptation to doubt God's provision. 
the temptation to not hear God's word like King Ahaz. Or that we look to signs of certainty in our riches and in ourselves, companionship, to doubt the signs that God has actually given. And God gives Ahaz the chance to name the sign. God gives Ahaz the opportunity to hear the gospel. Ahaz should have asked God again to hear the promises of old. And Ahaz should have said, God, you have been faithful to all generations. Tell me again of your promise to send a Messiah. But Ahaz didn't want to hear God's word. He didn't want to hear that God is reliable. But remember, God is more trustworthy than any Christmas gift you could hope to receive this year. He is more dependable than any person you have put your trust in and have been disappointed. God will be good to his word. And that's what we see in our readings today, in a life that's full of uncertainty. I've felt it. I know you have. Many of you share with me your frustration, your uncertainties, all the things you have hanging over your head. So many things that tempt you to say, I don't know. The devil is very active. He hates you. Just as he tempted Adam and Eve and Ahaz and God's people throughout all generations to turn from his promises and his signs and to remember where he's been faithful, to hear the promises, the devil hates you and he hates God. The devil wants you to be uncertain. He wants you to not hear God's word. He wants you to think you don't really need God. That boy, there are many other things that are reliable. But those things are all uncertain. You know yourself, your history and your life, how many times you've been let down by things. Or even we think when when someone is, is mean to us or someone sins against us that we have to repay that with hate and anger. Or we're also tempted to pretend like we ourselves haven't caused uncertainty for someone else. That we haven't been reliable. That we haven't been there. But the thing for us to know today is that we're not alone. Ahaz, even as much as he doubted God, God God did not leave him. He gave him a promise. God is with his people because God loves to give us signs. So what sign would you ask for this year? What what sign would be on your Christmas list to know that all your struggles, all your stress, all the battles that you're fighting, they will in the end all work out? What sign would you ask to know that God has not left you? Are you Ahaz? Do you say, no, I don't want a sign. I like my signs that I have close to me right now. I can drink them when I want. I can find satisfaction in these things right now, here in the moment. I don't need a sign. I'll find my own false god. Well, imagine that even before you have asked God for a sign that he will not forsake you, 
He's already given it. It's a sign. It's not in the shape of a dollar sign. It's not in the shape of power or or peace that we find in, in finding agreement with the powers of this world to have a truce. The sign of God is the cross. That there is a sign for the whole world to see that God is merciful, that in Jesus Christ, crucified for the sins of the world, the uncertainty of sin and doubt is gone. Jesus was dead, but is now alive. In a world of uncertainty where it seems the only certain thing is death, God stands up and says, I will give a sign that confounds and destroys all the uncertainty in this life. I will raise my son as a promise to you that I love you. That I will give my son to show you as the ultimate sign of forgiveness and eternal life. The sign that there is a true man, he was able to die, born of the Virgin Mary, but yet also he is true God, that he was able to be raised from the dead and to ascend to the right hand of God to show you that God is not at war with mankind anymore. That this cross stands and gives certainty over all time and space. How about that for a sign? What sign would you ask for to know that everything that God desires you to have, you will have? Even before you ask for the sign. What what sign would you ask, a personal sign given to you as a sure and certain promise? What about baptism? Or even what about the Lord's Supper? A sign with a promise attached to it. This is why in all generations, every place where uncertainty rears its ugly head, the church runs and kneels at the altar of her Lord. She says, Lord, show us a sign that this is not the end. Lord, show us a sign that you rule and reign over all. Lord, show us a sign that our sins have not driven you away from us, which we certainly deserve. And Jesus says, I forgive you. I am with you. This is my body. This is my blood. A sign of forgiveness. A sign knowing that God has not forsaken you as difficult and and uncertain as life can be. He says, I forgive you your sins. The reason that I have for not being with you, I take it away. I will never leave you. That is certainty. God cannot lie. His faithfulness is to all generations and his faithfulness is to you. So it's not out of character for God to give signs. His word of promise, his word of forgiveness. So he still now gives those very signs of his faithfulness. God doesn't leave it up to us to ask for a sign because the signs we would ask for will probably disappear in this generation. But he gives us a sign written in the blood of his son, Jesus. That's what we see in our reading today, that God keeps his word. He keeps his promises and he still promises that your sins are forgiven. 
And that forgiveness of sins is greater than the promise of wealth. The promise of forgiveness of sins is greater than all that our friends or anyone around us or anything that the world can give to us. Because all those things can be taken away. But what cannot be taken is God's promise of forgiveness. In the taking away of sin, God reverses everything that sin has done in this life. That for those who are willing to suffer in this life, for those who are willing to, to keep the faith even in the midst of uncertainty, to pick up our cross, we will have everything back and then some. Ahaz didn't want to trust God. He didn't want to suffer. Ahaz didn't want to hear the promises of God. Ahaz thought the promises of life, the signs of this generation were more reliable. And we can do the same. Would we rather sin than be a little uncomfortable? God gave Ahaz a sign, and we benefit from that. That a virgin conceived would you have thought to ask for that sign? Would you have asked for something so impossible, so weird, so strange? Probably not. But thanks be to God, he chooses the signs. Because God knows what cannot be taken from you. But what is even more amazing is this sign of the cross, that sinners are completely forgiven. That you can be certain God has forgiven you. Death is not certain for you, but life. Baptism, the bread and the wine, these are signs of the certainty of God's love and mercy. So then let our lives be a sign. As Joseph, when he heard the promise of the angel, this child is from God. Impossible. But as Joseph trusted the word of God and took Mary as his wife and was not afraid, so also don't be afraid to let your life be a sign of God's faithfulness to others. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.